I'm glad that you enjoyed listening to the first part of our interview. And now let us hear what Pastor Tony and Mrs. Kim's answer to the question that I left off and hear also their answers to the other questions that I'll be asking. Thank you and be blessed as you listen to our second and last part of our interview. For couples that might have kids, or I should say more like preteen kids, or might be going in there, why do you think that their kids should go with them to church whether they like it or not? I've had parents say, well, I think that my children should decide their own spiritual journey. And I'm going, okay, we'll take your child and put him in the car and let him decide his own natural journey. You wouldn't do that. I mean, you don't, you don't let him go out and drive a car without taking driver's ed. I mean, you wouldn't even consider it. And that is intentional instructions that are applicable to driving that vehicle. Where it's, well, it's the same thing in life. If you don't have a biblical foundation, then you don't have a biblical worldview, which means that you really do not know how to navigate this world. People without, and I'm not being critical, it's just our lives show when our perspective and our worldview is different than God's concerning His creation, we make a mess out of it. When we do marriage our way instead of God's way, it makes a mess out of it. You know, when it comes to uh, disciplining their children, I see people who decide to do it their way instead of God's way because they think their way is more compassionate or this or that. Uh, God knows what he's doing. And if you'll trust him and you'll execute accordingly, he said, teach your train up your children in the way that they should go. It's not. It's for their good. Mm-hmm. It's for their good. So that, I think it's incredibly important. And if we neglect it, we, we do it to their detriment. Thank you. And a little bit about that too. So like when we did the live stream last weekend with Paul, which is our topic is being an ambassador for Christ. And we all know that doing a ministry is a lot of work, especially with what you do, Pastor Tony. My question is, how do you balance doing that ministry that you're doing and so that Mrs. Kim would say, you're not spending enough time with the family. How do you balance it? Very poorly at times. Uh, you know, I, I will confess that. You know, I don't know that we as followers of Christ, I don't know exactly how balanced we can be. I, I don't think we ever need to be neglectful. I don't think we ever need to do things that are necessarily, I would say, detrimental, but that's not true. God calls us to follow him. You know, something that my family understands, and I think this is incredibly important. This is why I was very candid with my wife. I said, God could call me to do anything at any given time. I'm not using that as an excuse to neglect my wife or my kids. I just know that there's things out there that are more important than here and now. I'm not saying that we should ever neglect to love our wives and love our children and train our children, but it's better. And I'll just give you this. This is a huge key. It's better when they're in the journey with you. Kim made a statement earlier. She said, we've always worked together. Mm -hmm. You know, my balance and my relationship and all of that happens within the context of my calling. I don't have my Christianity here and my ministry here and then my family over here. I'll, I'll give an example. All of my children, except for one, are involved in in our ministry. All of them serve. All of them serve in a capacity. They volunteer. But but three of the four are involved to a greater extent. Kim, you know, she, there was a season she had to step back, but she has always been involved. She actually volunteers in a staff position now 
which is really cool. It's, you know, it's, it's something that's kind of unheard of, but balancing that means to include God in every, every aspect and include your family in that and help them understand the vision, help them understand the mission, helping them to understand that it's it's not about here, it's not about now, that souls are hanging in the balance. And sometimes God calls us to do hard stuff and sacrifice. And that's part of it. And when you look at the characters in the Bible, that's what you see. And I could and I could agree with what he has he has just said. I mean there has I was like confess I have not been the best at that I have gotten into because I'm a woman. Me, me, me. I need some me time. I need some me time. Hey, you're not paying attention to me. It's all about me. But then I realized, you know, I don't, it's really, we're in this together. Our kids have always known this isn't about, it's not work. It's, 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 it's just not, it's not work when you get to do this and you get to be involved intimately in people's lives and, and help them in ways that you you never think possible. I mean, there's been times where I have been like, you, hey, you've been out of balance. And then when I say that, when those words come out of my mouth, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I see them all the time. We're in this together and might not be doing the same thing at the same moment, but we're in this together. But being sensitive to those times when there's needs, you know, maybe she goes, I do, I am feeling neglected. I do need some attention to have the openness to be able to say, look, you know, I need a minute. Can we go out? Of course, we do protect. We have regular date nights. We have all those things that we set up to fortify. But like I'm going to Honduras, I'm gone for eight days. That's part of what God's called me to do. We'll be going to the Philippines. Uh, that's going to be, you know, a much longer process. She may or may not be coming with me on some of these, you know, particular journeys. But the we're planning churches. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, it is. It is. But like she said, this is not for us. It's not a job. Mm-hmm. It's not a quote unquote ministry. It's a lifestyle of laying down our lives for Christ. It's, in other words, her life is not mine. My life is not merely hers. We mm-hmm. share bodies at times, which is important in the context of marriage. <laughs> but uh, yes. but 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 our lives are Christ's and being committed to the call first and foremost. And even if it's because I've had to make decisions that that Kim didn't like that I really felt like God was calling me, calling me to. Mm-hmm. And there's been things that God's dealt with Kim on that, you know, maybe I didn't understand at the time, but I have to first and foremost understand she's God's servant. She's not just mine, even though we do serve each other. So I, maybe that's a much, much, much more of an answer than what you or than what you had asked for, but it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So I know that by talking, we all know that Christ is the center of your marriage. What is the benefits of being married and knowing that you have Christ in the center of your marriage? And what advice can you give to whoever's listening and they they don't have that yet? They don't have Christ as the center of their marriage. This life is full of conflict because Kim, mm. without Christ, is infinitely selfish. Tony without Christ is infinitely selfish. Even when we try to love, we have our agendas attached to that. Mm -hmm. So imagine that somebody comes into your life that helps bring coaching and balance and direction. Now, I can't imagine, actually I can because I had a life void of that for a long time, but the Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes, he will come and he he will lead you into all truth. 
He'll be your comforter. He'll be your counselor. We just imagine if that's true for me as an individual, it's also true for us as a couple. So we have the built-in marriage counselor of God himself, the word of God being the clear referee. So, so it helps unify our language regardless of our past. See, when when we got married, I wasn't just marrying her. I was marrying all of her experiences, all of her family. She was marrying all of my past experiences. And we bring those things together like two trains and it can become a train wreck. So God is that 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 guiding force that keeps us both moving in the same direction. No matter how mad we might get at each other, Christ is always calling us to reconciliation with him and with each other. I just don't know how people can really make it successfully without that. And most of them don't. I would agree. <laughs> Ditto, right? <laughs> sorry. A preacher's going to talk. I'm sorry. Right. Please forgive me. No. So ask me a question from the woman's point of view. Ask the question yeah. again. So my question, why is it important that we have Christ as the center of our marriage? Ah, okay. I would say that that is, that is true. What he, what he said. I mean, you have to, know that if something happens, whatever happens, that God is going to take care of, of that person, you know, no matter what the right answer. I don't know if that's what I wanted to say. So Mahal, can you tell this is my first time doing things this way? Well, you're doing a great job. I'm giving you lots to edit. <laughs> oh, you, you're doing amazing. So I also want to to ask a little bit of what you said earlier, Pastor Tony. We know that being married is a lot of work. And, you know, even before I even ask you for, for an advice, and I'm from the Philippines, so divorce is really never an option. So my question is, what advice can you give to married couples that are going through a storm in their marriage? And why do, why do they need to try to make it work and not just get a divorce? Because that's like what the culture is. If it doesn't work, something's like this. Just give them a paper, which we know in the Bible says you're not supposed to. What advice can you give them? Get help, repent, stop being selfish. And I know that sounds harsh, but here's why. Because if you get out of this marriage, you're going to still be you and you're going to get married to somebody else and they're still going to be them. There comes a point where following and making things about yourself is always destructive. Love is the antithesis of selfishness. So love is laying down your life for somebody else. Everything else is demanding somebody else lay down their life to fulfill your needs. Unless there's a change in the people, there's never going to be health in the relationship. That's that's what I would say. So so stop trying to run around and find the solution and realize that you're at least half the problem. And you say, well, my husband's this or my wife's doing that. I, I get it. I understand that. Your question and my question has to become, well, am I, am I forgiving them? Am I being patient? Am I being gentle? Am I doing everything that I can do? If both people do that, if both people begin to live sacrificially for mm -hmm. each other, it works. That's God's way. Get counsel. Mm -hmm. Don't give up and, and be intentional and be humble. Humility is the ability to repent and change a perspective and a direction. If you'll do that, there's always hope. There is always hope. That's good. Yeah, you need to hold on to hope. And I think also, like you said, being pliable. So in the past, it's been really hard for me to admit that I'm wrong. I mean, my name, my nickname was Kimmy Meek and Mild. And uh, I can, I can give it. Yes. Yeah. Sarcastically. So I know I'm willing to 
own it. I'm willing to own my shortcomings. Whereas maybe in the past, I might not have not have wanted to do that or been able, not even able to do that. That's just me. But when I realize, oh my gosh, you know, when I say that, I don't even like how it sounds. Please forgive me. I'm sorry I was wrong. Please forgive me and state what you're wrong for or what you're, there's just, there's help and there's hope. Don't, don't hold on to that, that grudge or what's, what's eating at you because communication really matters. You you know, I was, I was counseling a married couple and they had been married 26 years. They'd actually been married, I think longer than, how long have they been married? We've been married 23 years. So they'd been married three years longer than, than myself. And I'm, I'm counseling them. And I said something to them that was, I have what's called what I call a marriage toolbox. It's a, it's a marriage kit that has like 18 or 20 tools that you can utilize because my motto is if you want to build something beautiful, you've got to have the right tools. Mm -hmm. So I shared this tool with them and they looked at each other and they just started crying. Very often there's no good guy. There's no bad guy. It's just you and me and we just disagree. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to personality. It comes down to perception. It comes down to expectations. And, um, and they just started crying and said, why did nobody tell us this earlier? That's why I say talk to somebody and get some help. Long drawn out answer there. But that's okay. I agree with you because, of course, we have God, but it's always good to go to somebody that you can ask help with. And as for our relationship, I would always say, like, you know, when 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 it gets harder, so I'll find somebody else that are hire me. And that includes you, Pastor Tony. You know, I would go to you and I was like, Pastor Tony, this is what's going on. I need that advice and a prayer, stuff like that. It's always important to ask a good Christian, not just anybody that would have a higher spiritual level and much maturity. And I also want to say that I also love your spiritual metrics of maturity that you recently preached. And my last questions for both of you is, what is something that you are thankful for that God has given your marriage? And what is the secret to a good and happy marriage? I am so thankful for so many things about marriage, the companionship, the ability to, I say that marriage is this, and this will, this will be how I answer it. I believe that marriage is, is God's design for the greatest discipleship mechanism. I believe that marriage is the greatest discipleship mechanism. It gives us the opportunity and the, the direction and clarity to be real followers of Christ through the context of a real relationship with a person. So I'm thankful for that. So I'm thankful for so many, so many things, but if I had to, if I had to sum it up, it would be, I'm thankful for perseverance. I'm thankful that no matter what God has created this unity and there is there's just something pure about knowing that no matter what the person is going to to be there so in other words you can take that off the table like the person they're not leaving leaving isn't an option but then it's but it's working through those things and i'm thankful that that god has allowed me to experience so many things Thank you so much. That's amazing. And last question. Sorry, it took a little while, but last question. Is there a life verse that is 
that made a great impact in your life or in your marriage? Can I ask what it is and why you chose that first? <laughs> Out of a thousands or millions of verses that Pastor Tony preaches, <laughs> what first can you think of? Uh, uh, before, while she's thinking of hers, Go ahead. while she's making up one. I yeah, I'm like, which one do you pull from? Yeah, yeah, well, see, what she and just I, said, what she just said is it. And I hear that and I admire people who have this life verse that they live by. But I'm going to be very candid. I need them all. Mm-hmm. And I pull from every word of God to either kill my flesh, promote the spirit, follow the spirit, mm-hmm. apply to our circumstance or situation. Remember, I said earlier about a marriage toolbox. That's what I see the word of God as mm-hmm. every single verse. Man, no weapon formed against me will prosper. He keeps in per- perfect peace those whose minds are stayed upon him. Mm-hmm. I-, I can give you a million of them that I use on a regular basis in mm-hmm. trying to navigate not only marriage, but but everyday life. So I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I'm going to be honest. I do not have a life verse. I have a life book. Great. <laughs> yes. Awesome answer. That's a great answer. And that's my answer. See, we, we, all right. See how it works. That is, that is awesome. Yeah, because I agree everything. That's why it's important to memorize the verses and put them in your heart because a certain situation like, okay, I'm reminding this verse in my head so I could try to leave it. That's great. And uh, I appreciate having both of you in our show and thank you so much. But before I let you go, can you, Pastor Tony, uh, tell our listeners the website of Rockfish Church that they could check more information and the locations and everything? We have rockfishchurch.com, rockfishchurch.com. If you'll just put in Rockfish Church, you'll find that in YouTube. You can find that on the web. You can find, and when, when you get there, we have plenty of teaching resources. We are going to be launching a lot of new initiatives. We've got multiple locations and we're going to be launching something called Rockfish Church Gatherings very soon that is going to allow people to to gather all over the United States and actually all over the world to join in for live services and, and maybe invite people over and maybe work on a path forward for starting a rockfish church or planning a church right where they are. And maybe God will use people to do that. So we're really excited about that. Rockfishchurch.com. Before we end our show, and can I ask you, Pastor Tony, to close us in uh, prayer? Absolutely. Mahal, thank you again for having us. Thank you for the work that you're doing. God bless you. And Father, Mm -hmm. I lift up my sister and I lift up every person who's listening right now. God, those who are in relationships, who are struggling with relationships or wondering who they should marry or spend the rest of their life with. God, I'm asking for clarity. I'm asking for wisdom. asking God that your word would be the guide to them now and in the context of every relationship that they will ever have. God, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God, I ask you, Lord, to bless Mahal and her ministry. Mm-hmm. Guide us and lead us. And thank you for this opportunity to share in mm-hmm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate having you both in our show. And I know that you all have been blessed. So if you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You could send us a message in any of our social media links. And we pray blessings to each and every one of you. And now let us reflect and listen to the song When God Made You, which I think is a perfect way to end our interview and our closing music, which is sponsored by Spotify. So thank you as well to Spotify. Enjoy the music and always remember to come to Jesus daily. Until next time.
two hearts can come together And love can last forever But now that I have found you I believe That a miracle has come When God sends a perfect one Now gone are all my questions about why And I've never been so sure of anything in my life Oh, I wonder what God was thinking When He created me I wonder if He knew everything I would need Because He made all my dreams come true when God made you, you must have been thinking about me. Ooh. I promise that wherever you may go, wherever life may lead you, with all my heart I'll be there too. And from this moment on, I want you to know I let nothing come between us And I will love the ones you love Now I'm gonna roll my questions about a while And I've never been so sure of anything in my life I wonder what God was thinking Because it made all my dreams come true